0: thank you for joining us today for more information about the church campus locations service times and more visit ECHOEGT.com also stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram at ECHOEGT now let's repair our hearts as we go into the message God we surrender our worries our cares our anxieties we, we surrender our hearts and our life to you Lord we say Holy Spirit, come and take control. We declare, Father, be magnified in our life. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today. Bless the Lord. Making GT Worship. You may be seated this morning. Means ready to demolish some things today in the spiritual realm. Uh, ready for God to do something great in your life and family. Amen. Today is for some the best day of a redo, of a flip. And it's demo day. It's our second sermon in our series, Fixer Up. It is the day when demolishing takes place. Now, for a lot of people, this is fun work. They get to tear something up and not get in trouble for it. Amen? You get to make a mess, and your wife doesn't say anything about it. It's the day when everything is unleashed. On the unsightly mess, it's demo day. You get to knock down some walls, tear out some ceilings, remove old, outdated decor, and rip up some flooring. Obviously, it is a dirty mess. Obviously, it's a huge undertaking. And Demo Day is, is crazy. Now, today, we're going to use demolition as an analogy of what needs to take place in our lives. In the spiritual realm, there are some things that need to be tore down. There are some things in our life that need to be demolished. There are some things in our life that need to be totally done away with and something new in place. Now, you're going to learn some very strategic things today. You're going to learn some very important things today. That, that demo day is not just a day you go in indiscriminately and just tear down any, anything and everything you want. But there's a plan. There's a purpose. Last week, we spoke, and we used Isaiah 28, 16, where it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on, and whoever believes need never be shaken. We spoke about the foundation We spoke about how the foundation is necessary work, and sometimes it's unsightly. Sometimes you got to spend time and you got to do the dirty work. But guess what? The rewards—that a stronger structure, is the end, a larger structure, and the structure will stand the test. We spoke about some foundational principles. Everybody wants a healthy life. But not all of us are willing to do what it takes to be healthy. And we spoke about a healthy life is in three areas, spiritual health, physical health, and mental health. We spoke about a healthy home, how in a healthy home there's mutual respect, there's honor, and there's healthy communication. Then we spoke about how balance is important how there needs to be emotional balance in our life, where there needs to be spiritual balance and relational balance. And then we spoke about doing the work, how there's an inspection period and getting back to the basics and then being willing to put in the time. Well, today we're going to begin by asking a question. What are some things in your life that need demolishing? What are some things in your life that need to be torn down? What are some things in your life that need, to be, that need to be taken out and something new put in its place? What are some areas in your life that need to be taken down and something new erected? Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, reading out of the New Living Translation, verse 3 says it this way. We are human, but we do not wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. And we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. I would also submit that our work is like that of Jeremiah. But the difference is, our calling is not to the nations and governments like Jeremiah's was, but it's to our own selves and our own homes. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 10, I want to read it out of the, new, out of, out of the, the message translation. Jeremiah 1.10 says, see what I have done. I've given you a job to do. Among nations and governments. A red letter day. Your job is to pull down and it's to pull up and to tear it down. Take apart and demolish and then start over building and planting. Notice that phrase. Your job is to pull up and tear down. Take apart and demolish and then start over building and planting. Well, I believe today there are going to be some pulling up and tearing down. I believe that we're going to take apart some stuff and, of course, demolish things that need demolishing. And then we're going to start over, if need be, and we're going to build and plant new things. Why? Because 2018 is the year of double portion. It's the year of God's favor. It's the year of God doing something extraordinary in your life. Well, in order for that to take place, then we got to do some things a little bit different. We've got to be willing for some strongholds to come down, some walls to be demolished, some ceilings to be torn down, because, listen, God's got something great for you. I trust you have your bulletins on the back of that bulletin is the sermon notes. And I want you to take, first of all, fill in this word, point number one, strategy. You don't just indiscriminately begin to tear things down like a bull in a china cabinet. You don't just indiscriminately go in and just, just begin just because you don't like it and you just began just to take everything and don't care what the results are. You no, know, demo, demo day has a strategy to it. There's a plan. Demo day is very strategic. It's not simply going in and tearing things up. Some of us are artists at that, tearing things up. But it's very deliberate. Demo is strategic. There's a concerted effort. To have a strategy is to have a careful plan or method. The things or actions which are to take place during the demolition period, is a very well thought out plan. To the contrary thought, it is not simply a wrecking ball approach, but rather a well, deliberate, thought out plan. When it comes to spiritual matters, it's not simply about tearing things or tearing something up or out. It's about replacing the old with something new. Last week, we spoke about healthy things. It's important that when we are speaking about these matters, that, that we take out the unhealthy and replace it with healthy things. So write this, you cannot just sweep clean, you have to replace and fill. You cannot simply sweep clean, you have to replace and fill. Turn with me to Luke's Gospel, chapter 11. Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, Jesus is in the middle of a challenge by the religious community. They're trying to convince people that Jesus is casting out demons by the prince of demons. It's in the middle of this conversation that Jesus lays out a principle that is so important and he does this through imparting knowledge of what happens when a person is delivered from demonic possession now know this deliverance is important and it is healthiness must replace unhealthiness people often experience deliverance at the altars but they go back and continue the same old behavior the same old things so you get the same old results Hear me today, deliverance is imperative and it's important, but you have to not only tear down the wall, you've got to tear down the unhealthy things in your life and replace it with biblical truth. Can somebody say amen? Good systems must replace bad systems. We pick up in Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 24 through 26, the New Living Translation. Jesus says when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. When it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former house is all swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there, and also that person And so that person is worse off than before. So notice the principle. When the house is clean, you have to fill the house with healthy systems or the ladder comes back. And when the ladder comes back, it does so with a vengeance. It's not enough just to demolish a wall. It's not enough just to remove some things. It's not enough just to uh, apply the spiritual wrecking ball, but then you have to replace it with something healthy and something good. R.C.H. Linsky writes this, The point is significant. The Holy Spirit was not occupying the man's heart. And he writes, No true spiritual change had had been wrought in this man's life. There was some demolition taking place. There was deliverance, but there was no spiritual change. I think what happens a lot in, uh, in the churches of America and around our altars a lot of times is there's deliverance, but there's no spiritual change to take place. As you look at the original language here in this passage, it's the picture of a house having been made ready for a tenant. It swept and set in order. Everything was ready. That was upset and turned everything upside down. But nothing healthy was placed in its situation. So it's not just about you tearing down the walls. It's about what are you going to do now. That deliverance has happened in your life. We see this man who was once the victim of a demon's violence. Everything in him was, was unclean and disordered through the demon's presence is now quiet and leading an outward, undisturbed life, yet one that is quite apart from God. So when we talk about demo day, it's not just about sweeping something clean. It's not just about tearing something down, it's about putting something back in its place. It's not about about just just removing the symptom. It's going to the root of uh, the problem. So our context is not just about tearing walls down and removing the debris. you got to take it a step further and replace and refill. We understand this to mean the presence of and the power of the Holy Spirit. We understand this to mean good and healthy spiritual systems in our life. Now on this note, going a step further to replace and refill, let's talk about the second thing. The design matters. The design matters. Let's talk about the design. Let's talk about things surrounding the design. When you began a demo before you even have the demo you you start with the blueprint you start with the design. And last week we shared this verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses or chapter 3 verses 10 and 11 that no other foundation can be laid but Jesus Christ. Let me read this out of the message translation verse 10 and 11 of 1 Corinthians 3. Paul writes using the gift God gave me as a good architect I design blueprints. Apollos is putting up the walls. Now let each carpenter who comes on the job take care to build on the foundation. Remember, there is only one foundation, the one already laid, Jesus Christ. Now notice what Paul says, I design blueprints. And then notice the phrase, let each carpenter who comes on the job. Guess what? You are the carpenter today. And this is the job site. Take care to build on the foundation. See, in a redesign, you do this. One, start with a clean slate. You start with a clean slate. And then you determine a course of action. And then write this. This blueprint becomes the basis for the action. See, if you start just tearing down walls without a blueprint, if you start tearing down walls without a plan, then it's just become messier and dirtier because you get lost in all the muck. You get lost in all the debris. You get lost in all that's taking place. And so often that's what happens. We just say, I don't like this life. I don't like things are happening, so, so I'm going to tear this wall down. But but we're not going to the blueprint. We're not going to the design. So we get lost, we we get overwhelmed. Now let's talk about our blueprints. Our blueprint is the word of God, the Bible. You don't have to come up with your own design plan. There's already one laid out for you. But what you do have to do is you have to take that blueprint and begin to allow it to direct your life. Begin to allow it to begin to help you instill healthy matters in your situation. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says this, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. You at, at first reading of this verse, you're like, oh, that's tough. But actually, it's a blessing because we're talking about tearing down. We're talking about uprooting. We're talking about demolishing some things that's brought heartache in our life. But now we have to put healthy things. So so the Word of God begins to read our mail. The Word of God begins to read our life. The Word of God begins to speak to us. And the Word of God begins to become the healthy principles that we apply to our life. That word powerful means capable, effective, active. So the Word of God is alive. The Word of God is effective. The Word of God is able to make things happen is the translation. Ooh, I like that. The Word of God is able to make things happen. How many are ready for God to make some things happen in your life? How many are ready for God to make some things happen in your family, in your situation? How many are ready for God to demolish some things in your life that need to be pulled down And then you go to his blueprint, and he'll begin to make things happen in your life. Church, I'm ready. I believe God's going to do it for you. But it's hard work. It's necessary work. It's not indiscriminate. It's not just going in and just blowing things up. But there's a plan. There's a purpose. Because God's created you for destiny. But if you want different results, then you've got to do different things. The definition of insanity is this. Keep making the same type decision over and over and over again and expect different results. The only way we can get different results if we're going to do something different at the start. It's hard. It's difficult. But it brings us to our third point, and we're going to spend the next few moments here. It brings us to Demo Day. And that's why you're here, because it's Demo Day. You're here because you want something different. You're here today because you're tired of living in that same old sadness, that same old unhealthiness, that same old trap that has you week after week, month after month. You're ready for God to do something different in your life. So Demo Day is about this. It's about tearing out the old. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds. Notice that, strongholds. The New Living Translation then says human reasoning and false arguments. Human reasoning, you try to rationalize. See, that's your blueprint. That's That's your design. Do away with your design and say, okay, Lord, I'm tired of the way I'm thinking. I'm tired of the way I'm doing. I've made a mess of things, Lord. My design, it stinks. And, Lord, I want what you have for me. We destroy every proud obstacle that, pe- that keeps people from knowing God. You can take that word people and put, put me. keeps me from knowing God for who he is. Knowing God and his, and his power and his anointing and his fullness. Knowing God in all of his glory. See, these strongholds, these, these human reasonings, doing things our way keeps us from, from experiencing God in his glory and what he desires in your life. So you've got to be willing to do something different, something new. Demo day is all about tearing out the old. It's hard work. But I deliberately use that word tear because tear represents something that is jagged, that is frayed, that is ripped or torn. It's not easy. Many times it's not pretty. And it's painful. A tear is painful. And when you're talking about demo, oh, we we like to see things blown up, but. The reality of the matter is, it's not pretty. It's not easy. The flesh will not give up just because you say, I'm tired. No, the flesh is going to scream. The flesh is going to yell. The flesh is going to fight. But you have to be determined more in your spirit man than you are determined in your flesh man you got to be more determined in your spirit, man, that I want what God has for me because what he has for me is much better than I have ever experienced or known before. So these strongholds, these false arguments, these, these human reasonings that my flesh always puts up as to why that wall needs to stay there, why that ceiling, don't, don't try to tear that ceiling down. Don't worry about the foundation. It'll be all right. Listen, that that, that human arguments will lead to death every time. The reason you're here today is because you're ready for some things to be torn down. The old man does not want to die. However, we must crucify the old man. We must put the old man to death. Go with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 12 and 13. We'll first read it out of the New Living Translation and then go to the message. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You know that? You have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, the sinful nature, you will die. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit you put to death, there's that phrase, you crucify. You put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. So if you live by the way of the flesh, you will die. But because of what Jesus has accomplished for you, because he was nailed to the cross, because he was crucified. Now you have an anointing in you to crucify the flesh. You have an anointing to crucify the old man. Now, if you choose to live by the flesh, you'll die. You'll live in heartache. You'll live in pain. But if you choose to live according to the Spirit, you'll find life. And Paul says, you now have the anointing, the power to say no to the world, to the flesh, and yes to the Spirit. Now, let me read it out of the message translation. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? I like that. You don't owe this old do-it-yourself one red cent. There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. Bury it and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons there are things to do and places to go. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't have time to live like I used to. There's things to do and places to go. Woo, come on, somebody. Did you hear me? there's things to do and places to go and the devil doesn't like it he wants to hold you back he wants to step on you but i'm here to declare greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world i'm headed somewhere i got somewhere to go and the holy spirit is going to help me going to empower me because he's my god he's my lord he's my king I'm designed for something better. I'm designed for something greater. There's a place for me to go. Look at your neighbor and say, "Neighbor, I got an appointment." Woo! Oh, ho, ho, ho. there are things to do and places to go. So write this under B. You're gonna demo some walls. Are you ready to demo some walls? Walls are meant to confine. Walls are meant to hide. Walls are meant to keep out. What are some walls which need to be demolished in your life? Negativity. unforgiven spirit. What about past hurt? A lot of people want to nurture. They want to nurse the hurt instead of letting it go. And what happens, a wall is built. A wall to keep that hurt out, but you're hurting yourself. Bitterness begins to set in. Other things begin to happen. You become imprisoned. You say, it's not fair. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm the one that was hurt. But listen, the devil doesn't care. The devil devil doesn't doesn't worry because he's out to destroy you. He's out to, to kill you. He's out to bring death. And he knows if he can get you to hold on to that hurt and nurse that hurt, then a wall will be built. And that wall is going to keep things out. The same is true of an offense. When you nurse an offense, it only grows into a greater insult. Many walls have been erected in a person's life because they've nursed an offense instead of giving it to the Lord. I see people jump from church to church, ministry to ministry, because they're nursing an offense. I can almost tell months before by a person's conversation Because they always talk about the negative. They always talk about what's wrong. And I see the enemy working. I see the enemy confusing them. I see the enemy allowing them to to put brick upon brick. And they're building that wall of mortar. And what happens is they continue to nurse an offense. And they go from one church to the next church to the next church. Did you know in our area, over a lifespan of 30 or 40 years of your spiritual life, you can go to a church every three to four years and never repeat the same church over again? Why? There's so many churches around here, but it's a trick of the enemy. Stay where God has planted you. Stay where God has put you because it is there that God's God's gonna work and move in your life. It is there that walls gonna be torn down. You say, well, preacher, you're only doing that because if I stay here, I keep paying my tithe and... Things keep, listen, you want to keep those same dysfunctional, dysfunctional things happening in your life? I'm trying to point some things that's going to help you. Now, you can you can take that and you can say, "Well, oh, that don't apply to me. And you can keep jumping. You can keep hopping. And guess what? As soon as the Holy Spirit begins to deal with you there, another offense is going to come. Another thing is going to happen. And the enemy's going to spiritualize it. The enemy's going to make it look good. He's going to package it and make you feel spiritual, make you feel like you're doing the right thing. Listen, there's something about consistency. There's something about staying. There's something about the long haul. And God begins to work in your life, line upon line, precept upon precept. And God begins to bring some breakthrough in your life. Oh, it's amazing when I'm preaching something you like you get all excited, but when I begin to step on some toes, uh, we get a little quiet. Oh, I'm sorry. Our past. I got to hurry. Write this under C. Got to demo some doors. Doors are important in the spiritual realm. Doors are important because doors become open doorways that often lead to worse behavior. There's some doors that you've opened up. They seem innocent enough, but the enemy's throwing his minions in there. And he's coming through that door. And he's not worried about conquering you today, but he's looking five years from now, ten years from now. I'm dealing with a couple. Dealing with people, individuals. that have open up doors. And at the moment, it didn't seem significant. But today... The enemy is wreaking havoc in their lives. Why? Because several years ago, five, ten years ago, doors were open, And then the enemy just quietly began to take it to the next level. Words can be doors. Let me remind you from last week. Our words are very important. Healthy communication flows from healthy words. And healthy words flow from a healthy heart. Words are doors that lead to other things. When words are not healthy, not life, not good, then we need to change that door. We need to shut that door. There's some doors that need demolishing in our lives, and it has to do with our words. There's some doors that need demolishing in our lives, and it has to do with opportunities, and we got to shut those doors. Because the enemy is deceitful, and the enemy is trying to destroy you. Doors represent things we participate in. The activities we get involved in can be doors which lead to greater bondage later. Oh, I can I can drink that today. Ain't gonna matter. I'm free. I can do all things. And oh, next thing you know, an addiction begins to follow. Oh, oh, I can go to that club, ain't nobody, I don't participate in those things they saying, you know, it's not only Friday night, but it's Saturday night. And you're sleeping in on Sunday, and you're missing the house of God because you're out at the club. Doors can be things we allow in our homes. Be careful what you allow in your home. Often, open doors to the enemy become the things we allow in our homes. Things we watch, things we see, things we hear, things we read. Matthew, Jesus says this in Matthew 6, verse 22. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. If the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. In other words, you think everything's fine, but in the spiritual realm, the Holy Ghost is saying it's darkness. But you think it's light. How great is that darkness. Some other doors which often lead to other things of worse nature, anger, bitterness, attitude, discontent. Write this under D. You've got to demo some ceilings. Some ceilings. What are ceilings? Ceilings are lids. These are things in our lives that hold us from our potential. Hear me, God has designed you for greater things. And there may be some ceilings, some self imposed ceilings, which need to be demolished in our lives. A habit can be a ceiling, it's the lid in your life. Relationships can be a lid. I'm not talking about your husband or, or, or wife that you're married to. You're married to them. You get in that counseling session. You get at that altar, and you work out those differences because it's that conflict that becomes your ceiling but i'm talking about some unhealthy relationships you have in your social life even in your spiritual life these are ceilings because those around you they don't they don't dream like god's placed in your heart they're they're, they're negative and every time you try to take a step of faith they tell you why it can't happen they tell you why it's not going to happen well you got to take that lid off and you got to trust god because god's going to do something great so begin to surround yourself With some healthy people. Maybe that lid can be unhealthy systems. Identify those systems in your life and begin to take the lid off. Lack of growth can be a lid. Listen, you're never in a season in your life where you cannot grow. I don't care what your age is as you go through life, you go through the different seasons of life, never stop growing. Always learn something new. If you have the mentality, I just can't do it. You can't teach old dog new tricks. That's your lid. Hear me today. Take that lid off. God wants to tear down some ceilings in your life. Communication skills can be ceilings in your life. It's time to tear some of those things down. Quit saying, that's just the way I am. I've always been that way. I'm going to keep being that way. You don't have to be that way. You can be different. You don't have to hurl insults. You don't have to be angry all the time. You don't have to not know how to communicate. You can do something different. Why? Because you are a new creation in Christ. Jesus, take that lid up, demolish that lid, bring down that ceiling today and declare, I'm going to soar with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to do something for him. Musicians, will you please come? Today, make a decision to remove the lids. To remove the lids so you can continue to grow in Christ Jesus. Make a decision to remove the lids in our lives so we can experience a double portion this year. I declare over your life, there are some walls coming down. Did you hear me? I prophetically declare there are some walls coming down. I speak over you today as your pastor. There are doors which are going to be demolished. Jesus said these words, John records them in the 8th chapter of his gospel, verse 36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You study the context of that in the proportion of the knowledge of the truth that you have. You'll, you'll walk in freedom. So, as the Son has made you free, you shall be in free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you. You free. God's designed you for more. He has already given you the blueprint, the Word of God. So do not allow the enemy to keep you from what God has for you. The devil tried to keep Jesus from his destiny. However, Jesus used the blueprint and declared, It is written. I want to challenge you. God's given you the blueprint he's given you the design when the enemy tries to keep you from God's purpose and God's destiny he tries to get you to keep living in the old you declare to the enemy of your soul it is written it is written I am free I am healed it is written I am whole it is written I am a child of God it is written I am more than a conqueror it is written i am loved i am accepted i am growing it is written i am his and he is mine is somebody here today believe god's design over your life somebody here today who will say i'll tear down those strongholds i'll tear down those ceilings anybody here today who will say i'll tear down those walls because i'm tired of living like this i want to be different i want god to work i want god to move today's the opportunity you want these walls to be torn down you want these doors to be shut you want the ceilings to be destroyed I want you to step back from where you are. I want you to come down front. God's going to work. God's going to move. I want the prayer team to come. I want our leaders to come. I want our prayer partners to come. Let's pray, church. Let's, come. Let's pray, church.